Hi, everybody, and welcome to Humanity First. This week, we have a regular guest who is uh, Yulia Lergo, who is our EVP of Strategy and Business Development. Uh, welcome, Yulia. How are you? I'm well, Peter. Thanks for having me. We have a lot of stuff to cover um, over, the, uh, mm-hmm. over the course of the next 25 minutes or so. Um, but I think the thing that's on my mind most is our annual golf tournament, which took place yesterday. Um, which took place in 94-degree weather, I think. At least. <laughs> uh, at the uh, TPC Boston. Yep, in uh, Norton. In Norton, uh, which was our first uh, foray into a championship golf course. We've been, as everybody uh, who knows anything about our golf tournament, we've been doing it for like 15 or 16, 16 years, years at um, New Seabury, which is down on the Cape. So this was a real change uh, of direction for us in terms of being close, I think, to Brockton. Um, and I certainly was glad of that last night when we left because it was a shorter drive home. Um, but you, you were there all day. Uh, you were out in the sun. You were uh, at various um, places on the golf course. How do you think it went? I thought it was a wonderful event. It went really, really well. You know, we were at a new location, so there was a lot of bugs to work out. But Lee Lopes um, has been managing the golf tournament and is just <laughs> fantastic at all of it um it went really smoothly so much positive feedback the food the location the quality of the course everyone seemed very happy yeah i mean i I think you know during the day uh, i heard a lot of positivity about the course i had no idea actually but that that it was a championship course and that the uh, deutsche bank classic there has been held there for quite a few years so you sort of no i just want to say that neither yulia or i hit a golf ball yesterday, with the However. exception of, well, well <laughs> tell that story. <laughs> well, um, one of the fun things we had at the golf tournament was an air cannon. So on the first hole, you could give an extra donation and use the air cannon to shoot your ball um, 350, 360 yards um, towards the pin. And it was, it was great fun. Uh, Peter and I each took a turn at it. I was very pleased that we had um, two teams um, representing BEMSI staff come, and um, the facilities crew was on one of those teams, and they let me take one of their shots, and it turns out I was closest to the pin. Oh, you were? And I helped them eagle it. Did you actually go and see where the ball was? I didn't. No, I didn't. But from all the shots, it looked like mine was going to be the best. And it was. Yeah. Yeah, of course, <laughs> Yulia would say that. Right? I would, but they told me, so I... Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun, and um, certainly something that we did last year as well. Yes. I think people really got a kick out of that. Um, <clears throat> it's a beautiful course. Um, it is an opportunity for people to give to mm-hmm. Bamsey, and they did. Um, and I think uh, just so that people know, and I, I, I find this very strange, but we do a thing called a mulligan, uh, which means that if you pay $25, if you do a bad shot, you can do it over. Is that right? Yes. I did have this thought that yesterday we should go around the course selling mulligans to people who make terrible shots as they, <laughs> as they throw their clubs into the, into the lake or whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I think the the feedback that i got was it was it was a wonderful course people had a great day fortunately there was a bit of a breeze that came up a bit later in the yes. day so it was a bit of a uh, a break from the intensity of heat um but 
a lot of people came up at the end and said, you know, they'd be interested in doing something more with uh, with Mamsie. A lot of people, a couple of people came up and said they were interested in the programs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole idea of these events really is to get out there and tell a story uh, about Bamsey and what we do because uh, and as I said yesterday you don't want to be the best kept secret uh, in your geographic area because non-profit business is not about being a secret anymore we we don't hide behind uh, some of the stigmas that exist in some of the things we do and when we talk about some of the work we do with harm reduction for, mm-hmm. for, for instance it, I think it's a real move in the right direction that we're telling those stories rather than keeping quiet about those stories because mm-hmm. this is we, we, we do our work along the continuum of the human condition and, um, and any chance that we get to tell that story yes. um, you know we should be doing it and so that sort of brings us to our branding our mm-hmm. rebranding uh, and our look at how Bamsey looks to the outside world and and, and also our infrastructure. So so it's about telling stories. Yes, and I will say moving to TPC and Norton was part of that strategy of being more in the community, more visible in the community, Um, having people and businesses from closer by come and experience Bamsey and hear our story at the golf tournament. I mean, you did a very nice job of telling people about some of our programs. Um, But engaging the community and helping them really know what we do, why we're here, and how we help. Yeah. I think I think it does strike a chord. I think maybe, um, and we should get into how we've restructured again. I know we've talked about it on this yes. show, but it's so important <clears throat> because people see a logo, and actually that happened yesterday because we were all yes. wearing our new um, logo on our um, polo shirts, and people say, "Oh, I love the I love the logo." And then it gives you t- a yes. chance to say, "Well, actually, it's a little bit more about that." Um, and we've really sort of m- we've made it easier for people to understand the story that we want to yes. tell in terms of how we've how we framed it. Speak a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've been involved a lot with the new website design, um, and I just sent you a link today if you wanted to yes. take a look at it. Yeah. Um, it's very exciting, yeah. and I think this will go a long way to helping people understand some of the changes we made um, because it may not feel as relevant when you just hear that there's Bamsey Home, Bamsey Community, Bamsey Kids, and Bamsey Health. But when you start to see how it all works on the website, I think it really comes together. Um, so we did. We created these four sub-brands, um, Bamsey Home, which is mostly our residential services, and we like to say everyone has a home at Bamsey. Um, Bamsey Health, which is our behavioral health and substance use public health services. Um, then we have in care coordination. Um, Bamsey Kids, which is all the services we provide for children and families, and then Bamsey Community, which is really about addressing the social determinants of health around isolation and how we bring people together to support themselves in safe spaces and create community, which I think is incredibly important to all the other work we do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really exciting to kind of build those out and see how they work. One of the, my favorite pieces of the website is that we put a, one put a quote on every page. So we want to start every page with a quote of either someone who works in the program or someone who's been served by the program, and sometimes it's both. Um, for COPE, we have a great quote from Mary who um, was served by a program similar to COPE and now runs our COPE program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really beautiful to see why she's dedicated to this work and 
why that's the heart of Bamsey. Yeah. You know, it's interesting whenever uh, I do orientation, I do this thing where I say, you know, it's not unlike being a lawyer or, or, or a doctor or whatever. There are many paths into this kind of work. Mm-hmm. And when we tell these stories, we're telling these stories to different people, right? We're telling them to people who might want to give yes. to Bamsey. But we're also telling a story to potential employees. And everybody, for us, is a potential employee, right? Yes. Everybody has something that they can contribute. Um, and you mentioned um, lived experience. Yes. And, and I think that really is this the next transformational moment in the work that we do. We're bringing people into the conversation who have survived, mm-hmm. who are in, the rec- in recovery, who are defining this disease in, or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever the, the thing is, whether it be addiction or, or mental health. They're redefining what recovery looks like, and they're giving back to people in the community, and I think, or people who are struggling. And so that, in that sense, that story is getting out there. Yes. And people are thinking, there's something I can give back. There's something I can give back. And what I think really resonates for me is, you know, not just reaching out to employees, but reaching out to potential clients and having them hear, that was my story. This is where I was. And, and now someone is working to help people like me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so important to do that, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's seeing how you can impact the community yeah. and how you're you know, a story that you may not have been proud of at times or that you may have really struggled with aspects of it, how telling it in its raw form is just powerful yeah. and can be transformative, not just for yourself but for others. So how are we going to be doing things differently going forward? You know, I mean, I think traditionally nonprofits have sort of been behind the curtain, yep. you know. What are we going to be doing differently? So we've already been very involved in the community through a lot of our behavioral health and community service programs. Um, But we really want to step that up a bit and be more visible. So working with Hannah in Plymouth, for example, to raise our profile, um, one of the largest challenges we found to um, gaining employees in Plymouth is they don't know who BAMSI is. So they they see a job posting and they're like, "Eh, I don't know who that is. I'm going to go with someone who is tried and trusted and I understand what they do. Um, so raising our profile there through events um, and different activities to really help us be better known. Um, in Brockton, it's the same thing, being more visible, um, maybe doing some of our pro- events that we've done for just programs, trying to open them up to the wider audience mm-hmm. um, so people understand what we do and maybe they can see a role for themselves in it. Yeah, the, actually the Recovery Learning Center, or the RCC, should I say, which is, by the way, a program that is run for and by mm-hmm. people in um, long-term recovery uh, from mental illness, uh, well, actually from in behavioral health conditions. <clears throat> a few weeks ago, we had a Saturday um, open house mm-hmm. uh, and invited um, all sorts of different people. Actually, the fire department was there to talk to people about swapping out their um, uh, yeah. CO2 and smoke detectors. Um, we had uh, health advocates there. We had people that were uh, giving vaccines. Mm-hmm. And it was so great because people would wander over from the from different stores yes. and say, what's going on here? Um, and, and you know what was interesting was Hannah, you mentioned Hannah and um, the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, which we, mm-hmm. we were in and a number of our staff were in. And Hannah was saying it was interesting because people would see Bamsey and come up and say, you know, my aunt Patricia, she used to work for Bamsey. Yep. So there is some acknowledgement of oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we're, we're not a total secret. People know of us, but it's in it's in small segments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's people who've either worked for us or received services from us. Yeah. And 
not not too much the broader audience. Yeah. So how does this dial into philanthropy? Because when we talk about our vision here, mm-hmm. we talk about making sure that this is an organization that embraces philanthropy yeah. throughout the organization, the board, the staff, and really leverages that in a in our community so that we're able to do that little bit more mm-hmm. than you would do with your regular contracts that you have. Yeah. So donors really like to know they're having an impact. Mm-hmm. I think anyone likes to know they're having an impact. Um, but the storytelling is a way for people to connect to BAMSI's mission. Um, people want to help. People, when they hear a story of someone in trouble, they want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Kickstarter's done so well, mm-hmm. is, is people hear someone needs help and yeah. they want to contribute, even if it's just a few dollars. And so by sharing stories and sharing stories what BAMSI does, we're giving people an opportunity to support something that's important to them. They're gi- we're giving them a chance to help and showing them how our how their donations are really improving the lives of people in their community. Yeah, and it's got to be really uh, – initially, I get the impression that it's got to be really obvious. And and, why, and that's why Helpline is so uh, – it's such a good lead-in yeah. in a way, isn't it? Yes. You know, if we know that people are struggling – in fact, we had a conversation about housing mm-hmm. this morning and, and how housing in America is, is the next existential threat in, in some ways to us. Um, but But if you know that you give money – to a program like Helpline, you know that that's actually going to be helping people with their fuel or or whatever that might be. And I think people have a misconception about, you know, donors have to be really wealthy individuals. Um, But time and time again, studies have shown that people from low-income neighborhoods or low-income zip codes give a greater percentage than people from higher income. So it's, it's because they know yeah. what the benefit right. can be. Right. Um, they've experienced the need for these services. They have friends and family who need the services. Um, so it's really about being embedded in the community and letting the community support the work that we're doing here. Yeah, and you know, as we tell that story, <clears throat> we get to show off a little bit. Yes. And this this is when you begin to ask that question. And this is this is going to sound like competitive, but it is. What makes us distinct from other people doing mm-hmm. this work? And for me, anyway, and the reason that I was attracted to this organization was the breadth of services that we have, yes. the system of care, if you like. And so I think, you know, the other part of that when we're looking at what, what our vision is, is strengthening the system of care. So the example is somebody comes in and asks for fuel assistance, yes. which is very like this is Maslowian, right? Right in front of me is the need for shelter. What's next exactly. once, we, once we address that need? How do we then you know, bring that person in to our system of care? Exactly, and that's been one of the I think, greatest things about Helpline is I think it can really be a doorway into people having you know, an immediate need. There's, sometimes they're afraid to ask for help. Sometimes they don't know where to go. Sometimes they don't even realize there's an issue that they can right. get help with right. um, and begin to have those conversations. And it's not a mandatory thing it's not um you know you're not put through an intakes process it's very informal or or very impersonal you you have a conversation with a worker there who is helping you with something and learning more about you and through that you figure out you know how BAMSI can support you in other ways I think a lot about the COPE Center and the harm reduction program um, and that their model is they meet people, you know, right where they are. Mm-hmm. And if they're not ready for treatment, they just try and keep them mm-hmm. alive and healthy a little mm-hmm. bit longer. But they keep having those conversations about 
getting clean and getting treatment. Mm -hmm. So when they are ready, they've built a relationship, they feel trust, and they can enter into a higher level of care that will turn their life around. It's really, I mean, it's something I'm really proud of. It's something that I've been involved in for a long time, but this notion of of being with people until they're ready is just such mm-hmm. a human trait, isn't it? You know, and when you think about some of the more famous things that have been said about um, about addiction that began in the 1980s with just say no, this notion of this is a choice that you're making and you can make this choice <clears throat> to stop. Now, I don't want to, I mean, people make choices yes. all the time, and <clears throat> but at some, at some point there's no choice involved. And then we get into defining this as a disease. We get away from blaming people and, and saying that it's their own choice. And all of a sudden, these doors open up. Yes. And I do, I do think that that is what makes us different as an organization. And I think, you know, the people that came before us made some really difficult choices about building this system of care. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been that people said, you know what, this HIV, uh, yeah. AIDS stuff, is too controversial for us. But no. we're still doing it. No, we were one of the first programs in Brockton doing this type That's of right. work. That's right. Very important. Yeah, so history is important. The future is important in terms of where we're going and defining it, telling those stories, n- not being a best-kept secret anymore. But more importantly the families and the individuals who are in need of services in our community know how to get yes. those services. It's easier to call Bamsey Home, yep. Bamsey Health, Bamsey Community, Bamsey Kid. It, it's really easy to understand. And when this works well, it's one call gets you to where you need to be. Yes, right? very excited about this central call system that we're developing. And yeah, to say is working very hard on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's really the answer to many of the problems that exist in behavioral health and human services nowadays, that it's so complicated in order to get those services. It is. In my experience working with the system, it's it's very confusing, and there's these regulations around certain programs, and you don't know which one you're eligible for or how to get in. Um, and so being able to call one place and being able to be guided through the process and you know, someone's, oh, and also you can have this help, and this is something else you can get. Right. It's not, you don't have to call 20 places to figure out where you might fit in. Yeah, it just reminds me, and I'm going to show my age now, but when uh, back in the 90s when we were looking at designing a system for uh, uh, Dep- uh, Department of Children and Families, which I think you were relating to, uh, it was called FamilyNet, and it was this mm-hmm. computer system that was incredibly complex uh, that dealt with, payments clinical things and uh, and i i was the person who was the end user and that yeah. was my that's why i was there and they used to call it the gooey front end which i thought was the greatest expression <laughs> and I, I don't know if you ever heard that but it means all of the complexities that happen in the system are behind the screen that you're looking at so you you as a user have no clue mm-hmm. about chips and you know semiconductors and the, all you see is the GUI front end is which is how it works and I've always thought of that that's a really good analogy to the yes. work we do isn't it yes it's you know it to me anyway we've got to be able to um, be as easy to get services for as going into your local supermarket or something like that I agree and it's the personal touch, it's the relationships that are really important to that. Um, you said the GUI front end. You can ask a computer questions, but it's, it gives you back very binary responses, and it doesn't help you 
figure out what you really need. Right, a right. person does that, yeah. and that's what BAMZ is, or people. Yeah, and it's human services, after all. Yes, the human, human <laughs> yeah. services. Yulia, thanks so much. We could talk about this for hours, and I'm sure we'll take some airspace up to talking in a few months about where we're at. So thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you, Peter. Thanks.